Welcome to the Stephanie Lanes Institute. We are going to be doing our esthetician chat. I want to make sure that I open up the room. I think this was what I did last time. Um, wait for everybody to come in here, making sure we have it all ready to go. Thanks so much for joining me. We are going to really get into it tonight. If you are on my podcast, many people realize that I record my clubhouse chats for my podcast as well. We have now five episodes on there, so you can always watch them at any time. I do not do replays um, in the clubhouse app. I only upload them to my podcast, so you can re-listen to them as many times as you want. So let's talk about tonight, is technology hurting your beauty business? I've done a short on this on um, my Instagram page. I have talked about this many, many times, whether it's been in the my master classes, my old mentoring groups. I've really talked about the impact of specifically technology. And because we're in the relationship business, it's hard for people to really understand the difference between the two. Technology is great easier to for businesses to earn money? Absolutely. Is it easier to use technology for clients to book? Absolutely. However, because we're in the relationship business, I do find that most people heavily rely on technology. And then there's a lot of things that get lost in translation, specifically communication. So when we start talking about communication and we talk about relationships, beauty businesses are based off of the relationships that you have with your clients. And the relationships that they build with you is an organic one, face-to-face. Now, if you have um, part of your business stream is where you have business online, you might do um, virtual consultations, you might do things that are based off of the internet, which is fine, but you're still growing a relationship in a very specific way. My specific Um, understanding and what I want to relay is, is that the technology that we're trying to use in the beauty business has to have a fine balance. And I find, and I watch a lot of beauty businesses become very um, over technologized stating, don't call me, text me, DM me, but that's not really how the client started the business. Like you have to really, and this is what I've always said, even when I had my brick and mortar, even the business that I have now, I still go back to that silver lining that really is very important when it comes to business building, communication and growing a relationship. So when I look at other businesses that have done and and brought in way more money that I have, I always go back to the thing. What is the thing that they consistently do that has nothing to do with technology? And a lot of us don't want to look at it from that vantage point. What we want to do is make it convenient for us, right? Not understanding the relationship. So And many of you know, and you talk about my teeth all the time. My mom was a dental hygienist. She was a dental hygienist for over 32 years. She was my dental hygienist until she retired. Um, But the one thing that dental businesses do really, really well is they over-communicate and they don't rely that much on technology, right? Typically, you're going to get a reminder call. You might get a reminder text. They're going to go ahead and send you a card. They're going to do all the things to continually build that relationship. What I see in our beauty industry is that we've relied now so heavily on technology that we, as soon as that client leaves our treatment room, as soon as they pay whatever they're going to pay, we, we shut them off. We put them into a place where internet land, right? We push them out. And then when they come in to come in for their appointment, hey, how are you? 
We become this person that they have connected with, but we only connect with them maybe once a month. But the minute they step outside of our business, we, we, we push them into technology land. Now, if we can associate that with relationships, we would not be in relationships if that is how we tra- treated the person we want to be in a relationship with, right? So when I look at our 20% or your 30% or your core clientele that gives you money, you spent a lot of time building that core clientele. You nurtured the relationship. And many of you did not nurture it with technology. What did you nurture it with? Time and consistency. So am I poo-pooing on online booking? Absolutely not. Am I poo-pooing on websites for purchases? Absolutely not. What I'm poo-pooing on with technology is the level of communication we push people to. And then when things get lost in translation, then that relationship becomes shaky and the client is like, oh my gosh, I need to find someone else who can give me the relationship that I started with you and someone else. And what is the biggest difference in our industry between businesses that are barely surviving, that have done really, really well, and the ones that are thriving, even though we've been in a pandemic? It's the level of communication and understanding where technology fits in and where it's not going to fit in. So I did a short last week talking about two groups that I'm in. One of them is in an esthetician group where it's an invitation only. And it's a group um, that I'm very proud to be a part of. It was invitation only. I'll say that again, because I've had people in my DM saying, I can pay you for an invite. That's not how this works. However, um, the estheticians in there are typically six and seven figure estheticians. Because I'm telling you, not everybody suffered in the pandemic, right? So I'm watching them purchase buildings, purchase lasers and cash, make very, very big money moves, which is what I love to be surrounded by. My other group that I'm in is in a multi-million dollar group. Um, and it's really about becoming your own bank, which is something I'll talk about a little bit later, which I've been working on. Me and my husband have been working on is very interesting. However, the consistency between the two is level of communication, understanding how money works and being consistent on the relationships they built with the people that are giving their business money. So I go back to Yes, technology is hurting some of your businesses because you're relying on it in a way that is not going to grow your business. Your business grows when you understand the relationship you have with your clientele. Your goal is to grow your core clientele. And in order to grow that core clientele, you got to put in some energy and effort. You can't relegate it to a text message or a DM. Even sometimes an email can get lost in translation. So when I explain this and I explain it in this way, and then you start looking at your core clientele who consistently show up for their appointment, they purchase your retail, they rebook, they refer clientele, they've been with you for maybe some years. It's really important for you to really understand the nurturing part of the relationship that you made with them and the reason they're consistent. So when I talk about, and I've talked about in, um, in definitely on Clubhouse a couple of weeks ago about client appreciation, that kind of goes along the same thing with technology. When you appreciate your clients, you're not appreciating them with technology. We had some estheticians on that call talking about they give cards, physically send cards to their clients for their birthday. Some sent flowers for their core clientele to their birthday. Um, You celebrated them. It, It was an authentic way of appreciation. Technology doesn't really have any place in that when you're appreciating the people that give your business money consistently. 
So when I see new estheticians or they are in my inbox or they're having questions, whether they're in my masterclass community or um, they're people that are just really stuck, my number one question always is, is well, I actually have three. One, are you discounting? Most of them are. Two, do you consistently communicate outside of the text and or email and or DM? Most of them say no. And then third, do you offer client appreciation events or how do you appreciate the current clientele? They don't. So I go back to always saying, how, how do you expect this relationship to change if, you, if you're not willing to build it without technology? It's, it's, it's a very fine line, right? And when you start talking about your core clientele, you start talking about building your business consistently, you start talking about appreciation, you start talking about all the things. It cannot be relied on technology. And if you are relying on technology, do you really have the relationship that you want with them so that they are consistent and that core grows? Or are you relying on clientele because you think it's going to be easy, right? When I posted that short on Instagram, it was so funny how many people were so um, defensive that, well, I have to save my sanity or I um, can't really talk to people after I'm out of the office because I'm drained. And I, and I really wanted to emphasize, I never said you had to, I said your business had to. So whether you relegate a virtual assistant or an assistant that takes care of all the clients and specifically gets them the level of the relationship that you want to grow, it doesn't physically have to be you. I learned that very early on. I have a whole team. Many people don't know what kind of team I have. I have a whole team and I've had a whole team for a while. So as I've grown, I've stepped back from the phone. However, I hire people who can give them the attention that they want from me. So they're going to pick up the phone. Yes, we have absolutely ways for you to chat with us. You have emails. We have all those things. We have DMs and all of that. But we are constantly pushing people to pick up the phone. So there's no miscommunication and making sure they get what they need. So my customer service is always going to be over and beyond, but not at the level of what some of you are trying to strive to, but you didn't start it that way. Same thing with price increases, same thing with cost per service. Like you have to really understand that this is a work type of business. It's not for the week. If you are a procrastinator, if you are someone who has to have lists or you have to have someone that tells you what to do, get those people. But your core clientele, your ebbs and flows will be predicated on the level of communication you give and the relationship you're building with them consistently. And I did a talk at the Beauty Business Summit in 2019 about the whole mean girl theme in our beauty industry, where you are best buddies with that client when they come in. You put on your best face. You do the greatest things. You make them feel so comfortable. You remember things about their business or, or their home life or their job or their family. You remember all these things. The minute they step outside of your treatment room or end your business, they're gone. And if they want to come back and communicate with you, call you, text you, you put limitations on it. And it was so funny at how many people were laughing at it. But then I had so many people come up to me after I got off stage saying, I never really understood that the relationship I built with them in my treatment room can go outside of the treatment room. 
like when we go to beauty school and then we go to work for someone, our goal is to always make our hands and everything that we do for them be over the top and, and, and at a part of our customer service. Right. But when we have them relegated to a text message, or I will call you when I have time, or I will do this, or you can't call me after eight, you can't text me after eight. And that's one thing that I never have been a fan of. I do not rely on a cell phone for my business. So we have office hours, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. And that is where you can call someone and get someone directly on the phone. After hours, you will leave a message. You can leave an email, but it won't be responded to until the next business day. I did that even when I had my brick and mortar. So that part of technology where you're giving people your cell phones or you're not keeping it at the office or you don't have a designated time where you're going to be responding to people is also a line in technology that I find beauty businesses just don't know how to make very clear. So then it comes to, well, I don't want to lose money. So I'm not, I, you know, I got to respond to them at nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. No, you don't. You really don't. But we rely on the technology instead of saying even on your voicemail, we'll respond nine to five. There's a reason I don't have a, a cell phone in my business. I easily could, but I don't want anybody texting me because that's not the communication that I want to establish. You can email, you can give us a call, you can leave a voicemail, and then that's it. But if you're relying on that cell phone and has text capability, and they're going to text you one, two, three, four, five, six o'clock in the morning, they're going to expect a response, right? Even if you let them know that they can only get response between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m., 8 a.m. and 6, whatever, they're going to expect that. So I never encourage businesses to start in that way. And let me, let me say something about beauty businesses that are on a whole different level, right? Let's take Amazon. Amazon has, has have millions of dollars in the beauty industry, right? If you're not familiar with the Amazon structure, they don't have no phones. You can't call them. They can call you, but you can't call them. You can send them a message. They'll call you when they're ready or they'll communicate in that way. However, they're consistently consistent when they respond to you. So the reason I brought up Amazon and the beauty side, because Amazon beauty has grown tremendously. We were a part of their beta program originally. Um, they have a whole distribution operation for salons and spas is very expansive. So if you ever have an opportunity just to look at their business side, because there's a difference between Amazon and then Amazon business, right? So Amazon business has ventured into the beauty side. That is where we were connected with them. They actually came up to us at one of our trade show about six years ago. So we were part of their beta program. Um, and the way they do business is very specific. You know, the rules going in. When it comes to our beauty industry and our beauty business, we can do things really well. I'm not saying we don't. What I am saying, because I've seen it change where we didn't have cell phones. We use old school answering machines. I'm starting to date myself now. So you could only get a hold of someone when they were at the office. Like all of those things, I've seen it progress from that to what we have now. And what we have now is we have a lot of people who cannot get past their maybe 10 or 20% core clientele because they truly authentically do not understand the relationship part of our business. They relegate and rely on the technology to build their business. And that is never 
something and I have not seen it even with the businesses that are doing really, really well. I've never seen it be successful to the level that you need it to be relying hundred percent on technology. You can have it a part of your business. I'm not saying you can't, but you can't rely on it to grow your business. We're in relationship businesses. The outcome of that relationship is what people want to do with you. They build trust with you. They build a rapport with you. You have um, the uh, ability to allow them to de-stress, relax, forget about what's happening in their day-to-day for however long it is, 30, 60, 90 minutes, however long it is. You have the opportunity to really allow them to connect with you on a very basic level, but also push everything outside of those doors so that they have time for themselves. That is very powerful. So if you realize what you have at your hands and how you can build that and how you can build your core clientele, you're not going to relegate it to technology. You're not going to advertise on social media to DM you. No, you're not. You're not going to say, text me or whatever. Yeah. I, I have never been a fan. Um, and to be honest, the businesses that I have surrounded myself with in the aesthetics industry and in the industry where people are making multi-million dollars, that is not the way they grow their clientele. And I've said this for years and people still steady argue with me. No different than when I, we talked about different opportunities with, you know, uh, discounting and going with like Groupons and social media and all those other things. I've never seen businesses that do really, really well stay in those spaces. Again, that's another technology tool. So when you start talking about your business as a whole, one, where do you, what do you want it to do? We're going into the new year now. What, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to have full books? Are you trying to consistently grow your core clientele, which means the amount of people who come seasonally becomes smaller? Are you wanting to appreciate them more? Are you wanting to have more consistent retail sales? Like, what is it that you're really trying to do going into the new year that has nothing to do with technology, right? I've been encouraging my community group to start looking at monetizing their Facebook group. Many people, I have, I have many Facebook groups that I monetize, right? Those, that's another income stream in my business, but people don't understand how to do it, but they have Facebook groups, right? I also talk about, um, understanding, you know, really breaking down the gift with service or gift with purchase, Like that whole model that Estee Lauder has been doing for the last 80 years has been genius and has worked on a multi-million dollar level. But you have a lot of small businesses who don't want to do that, but they don't understand the importance of, at some point, you're going to want to have every client who purchases with you purchase a certain amount. That would be amazing to know that 10 of your retail sales were at $97 because they all wanted a free gift versus you figuring out what they want to get and if they want to buy it. People love free gifts. So the reason I did the masterclass was really break those things down. So what is your goal? What is it that you're, you're, you're trying to strive to do? And have you really sat down and really looked at your business from a different point of view? 
do you have people on your team? Do you have a CPA or do you have a bookkeeper? Do you have someone that can talk to you about money? Do you have someone that can talk to you about understanding credit and business credit, which is always important? Do you have people like that on your team and in your corner? Because if you're not seeing and going to your QuickBooks and looking at your growth or looking at what is the average spend of my clientele, what's the busiest day that I have in my business? Um, What's the most clients I've seen in one day? Like if you've never done those types of reports and analysts or analysts uh, analyze the information you're giving, now's the time to do it. Because here's the thing. Clients are going to always want to build that relationship. Your business is going to need more than one way to earn income, and it can't be based on just people walking to your business. You're going to need to learn how to monetize a Facebook group. You're going to need to understand how retail plays in your business. And I always say retail should be higher. Now, retail can have two branches. Retail can be in-store. Retail can be online. So do you have a nice website that people can purchase directly on your website from? which is fed from your Facebook group, which your Facebook group is just not only your core clientele, but from everybody that they also know because they're inviting because they're because you are making a connection with them. Like all of this is so interconnected when it comes to understanding the business, but it can't be 100% on the technology side. It can't be 100% hands-off. Because the people that come to see you and grow that relationship are what grows your business. Your core clientele is what grows your business. It's not advertising for new clients or giving new client discounts. No, ma'am. No. And you know me, I'm not a fan of discounts at all. The last clubhouse I did, I talked about promotions versus discounts. Many of you can't afford the discounts you're offering. And then when you do offer them, you can't stop offering them because people only come because you're giving discounts. But you thought a discount was going to grow your clientele. That is not what grows clients. The way you grow clientele is nurturing your core clientele. The people who don't want your discount. The people who understand that your business is to provide for you and your family. So if you start things with discounts, that's how you're going to end things with discounts. I'm not a fan. I've never been a fan. I'm not a fan of packages either. I want to earn income every time someone comes into my treatment room. That's it. That's all. So if you, if you really are starting to say, hmm, I need to look at my business a little bit different. I need to realize that I need to have more than one way to earn income. It can't be 100% based on who comes into my treatment room. But am I giving the business multiple ways to earn income? That's where you can utilize technology. That's where I love to utilize technology. Websites, technology. Facebook group, technology. Two easy streams that can also be automated. Websites for sure are easy automation. Facebook, as I did in my masterclass, and I gave some few tips to pre-record and have everything on a schedule and just schedule the things out, super easy. So are you really understanding that that type of technology is perfect for adding more income, but you can't have technology in everything? Like the growth of your business has to be so authentic and you have to realize that people want to build the relationship with you. And I say this all the time. I went from a 65 to 85 to 125 to $250 facial because of my core clientele. It wasn't that I just woke up one day and said, oh, I'm just going to do 250. No, I grew it. The relationship with me 
changed because I started adding new things, adding modalities. I started customizing. I started letting them know every time they come, it's going to be a little bit different because I'm basing it on your skin. Like I was really intentional on what I was doing so that when I did go to 250, no one blinked. And that's the only facial I offered. So either you got a facial with me or you didn't. Like I was so super intentional. Now, did I start that way in the beginning? No, ma'am. I was out there giving free Brazilians away for three years. So I completely understand. But as I grew in the industry and started realizing not only my worth, but the more that I educated myself and did things that not every esthetician is going to do, I started setting myself apart. I started commanding and asking for it because that's the other key too. I do get people that say, oh, I don't know if I can raise my prices that high. Uh, excuse me. If you do the cost per service and you need to make $100 an hour or $50 an hour, whatever you're doing, this is the cost of the service. So are you saying you're not worth that? Because if you are, then I can't, I really, I can't help there. But what they were paying, you made a dollar an hour. And that's not earning income. Because you made up a cost instead of understanding the cost of the actual service. So if my hourly rate is $100 and I can do four Brazilians in an hour, I'm going to price it accordingly based off of not only the rent, my hourly rate, but also what it costs to do the service. How many sticks am I going to use? How much wax am I using? Two by two, four by four, porous care, whatever. All of that has a number attached to it. That's when you can utilize technology and use that cost per service worksheet to make sure you're charging enough. And, you know, I think I might, and I might go into it and start it in the new year is really start, how do you go into a price increase when you have people that complain and the ones that complain where you have to explain to them that this is what takes care of your business really will let you know who's your core clientele and who's not your core clientele, right? Anytime you raise prices in your business, you're going to know who's your clientele because the ones that complain are not your clientele. And some people are afraid to lose that income when that wasn't consistent income. Like we focus on the 80% and not the 20. The 80% is the, hey, they're seasonal. They come when they want to, special occasion, whatever. And we get upset when someone says, I'm just not going to come anymore because your prices are too high. Okay. I took a while to get to that spot because I was like, damn, I can't believe I lost that money. However, that's not my clientele. So they're moving out for a core client to come in. And every time I thought about that in my head, it actually worked. That was the reason I went over and beyond in my client appreciation events. And I would do bring a friend day. I would set up massage from the massage school because they needed hours, chair massage in the lobby. I would have, you know, uh, whatever brand I was using. At that time, I had Jay Nyradell. They would do free color matches and they sold the hell out of my makeup, which was perfect. Then I would have the product brand be there because I made so much money. It was so easy. Like I would overappreciate that core clientele. And then when they brought their friends, their friends became core clienteles, not seasonal. Because their friend was like, oh, yes, yes. Get that book. That was Stephanie. She's great. And this is what I use. And this is what, I, honey, they sold most of the stuff for me. But that did not utilize technology. So I hope it makes sense when you start really thinking about your business going into the new year. What is your goals? What are you trying to do different? What are you trying to grow? What are you trying to sustain? What's, what do you want to sustain? Do you want full books? Do you want consistent income? Do you want to start doing gift with purchase or gift with service? Like, what is a goal? 
And it can't just be, oh, I just want to grow my clientele. How do you want to grow your clientele? What are you going to do to grow the clientele? What are you going to consistently set up and schedule that reflects growing your clientele? Because it cannot be technology. It can't be, I need to get uh, someone who just takes over my phones. I've seen that many times too in beauty businesses. Oh, I'm just going to hire someone who does just my phones. They're just going to talk to people on DMs. They're just going to talk to people, text message. Yeah, no, no. I'd rather see you put money into hiring someone who's actually giving them the level of customer service that you would if you had time to do, not texting and definitely not DMs. So if you are on my podcast, you can definitely join um, our masterclass community. We have some people in the group now at stephanielanes.com. Thank you guys so much. And I'll see you on my next podcast.